I'm suiting up. Welcome to Dr. 3, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I'm your host, Daring Alkaline, and along with me are my fellow hosts, Deliver and Major Death. Um, and on a more serious note, um, we would like to take a moment before we actually get into the podcast and say... Uh, as the hosts of the Dr. Three podcast, we are pro Black Lives Matter movement. We are pro equality. We are anti racism. Um, I believe all three of us have bought, brought it up in a public forum outside of this podcast. Um, and we really decided not to talk about it just because some of you might be listening to this as an escape from, you know, what's going on in the world, and we're trying to keep it light and fun, but on a serious note, we are 100% um, behind the movement that's going on and against against what's been happening, so I feel like we just want to take a second, and we're not afraid yeah, to say lots that. Of, lots of great places that you can go to find information. I've been looking at a lot of it over the last couple of weeks and uh yeah. yeah definitely keep your eyes open and and see what's going on yeah there's plenty of places and if you want to help like there's the bail movement that i know like people of streamers have been supporting like taking donations and whatnot so like if that's something you want to do with your finances and you're able to do that then i would recommend doing some of your research on your own because i am very much of the mind if you're going to be giving your financial resources to something you should really have a good idea of what you're doing but if it's to support this cause and it's it's a very good cause and we're at the point in this country where things need to change so mm-hmm. any anything Re- else register and vote as well that's the other yes. thing i think with this find candidates that are like-minded uh with this cause because i think this cause is important and and some of the other things that you might feel strongly about and register and vote even if it takes a long time as we're seeing in some of the primaries but definitely do that too exactly so Mm -hmm. you can't you can't affect change without being part of the process so exactly yeah anyways so now now let's get back to a more lighthearted note as we go into last week's poll question mage all right Last week's poll question, we talked about the adult learning method and we talked about your A game, your B game, your C game. And what we asked was, where do you personally see your Hearthstone C game or the game when you're not playing at your best? Maybe you're tilting a little bit. Maybe you're a little distracted. We had 31 people vote and 41.9% said that they are diamond caliber players. I just want to say that I'm so glad that all the GMs are currently watching, listening to our podcast, you know, trying to improve. (laughs) It makes me feel good, you know, (laughs) as, as it should, like, let's put it this way. I feel like when I am at my worst, I am, maybe a silver player like i like sometimes i zone out and i do things too quickly 
And I just make stupid mistakes that lose me the game sometimes because I'm not either paying that close of attention or I'm on tilt and just trying to get things done quickly. And so that's like me. And I've been legend the past two months and I'm, you know, trying to push there as we speak. So I feel like that's a Mm -hmm. fair assessment when I'm bad. It's it, it can be pretty bad. Yeah, we talked. We talked about it last week. I said I was probably a gold player. We had a. I had a discussion with my friend SC two because he saw the question and was like talking about like when he gets into his C game, and he's like, it, it can it can happen anywhere in the ladder. And I was like, we weren't necessarily talking about when it could happen because it definitely can happen to be anywhere in the ladder <laughs> right. as well. But it was like, what do we define the C game as? And and we talked. I talked about you know miss, missing lethals or over trading or being very inefficient or or not technically uh, uh, the sequencing, not sequencing properly. Different mm-hmm. things like that. Those are all. Those are all things that I think a gold caliber player uh, could potentially make us make make mistakes there. Okay. Speaking of the gold players, they got 22.6% of the vote. They were second in the poll. Bronze was third with 19.4. And Platinum uh, was was at the bottom with 16.1. So um, those definitely seem in the neighborhood of what I was expecting. I just, I was not expecting so many people to say Diamond uh a diamond level player. So uh, we do appreciate your votes though. Thank you so much for doing that. We're going to have a uh, poll question at the end of this week's episode, and we'd love for you to participate uh, in that. All right, let's move on to the news this week. We have the ashes of outland mid expansion event, the Fellfire festival. It starts June 9th. AKA today, as of this recording, it has started and goes to July 7th. Um, we'll go ahead. I will link the image um, of the schedule of events. So it runs for four weeks. Week one adds Pirate Minions Tribe to Battlegrounds, and that is live as of us speaking right now. Uh, next week, in week two, we launch solo content. Trial by Fellfire Story. Week 3 adds additional solo content. Trial by Fellfire Challenges. Receive Golden Kalthus for completion. And a special Tavern Brawl, the Burndown. Did they... We've had the Burndown before, but this is, you know, a, a, a new incarnation of it. I don't... Presumably, this is the first time since Demon Hunter has been available. So, oh, I don't right. even remember which one the burn. I never pay attention so to the names. So the burn down is you get a random deck, and then you go up against an opponent with a random deck, and then whichever wins, okay, the gotcha. Player gets that deck, and yeah. so you're trying to figure out what's the best random deck, and it's usually like a pirate deck with a right. whole bunch of patches in it, or or something like that. Is usually what ends up being the case. Yeah, it's the best aggro deck that ends up winning. Yes. It. Yeah sounds about right um and then week four features another special tavern the the, the tavern brawl the rumble dome is this a new one i i don't know for sure on on this one so i don't i Mm. think this one might be specific to this this uh event okay 
And then we have the legendary quest line, one per week. Starts June 17th and offers three free packs. And then finally, the special Arana Starseeker bundle available June 17th, offering 20 Ashes of Outland packs, Arana Starseeker Hero Portrait for the Demon Hunter class, and a card back for 20 bucks. So, I mean, it's one buck a pack, so it's, it's a fair deal. Um, you get a you get a card back if you're into that, and you get a new hero portrait, so you can uh, you can change from not being prepared to I don't know whatever her spiel is gonna be, but I assume it's not having to be prepared. <laughs> you are less likely to be ready. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. I hope that's so, what they went uh, with there. Yeah. Same. So Arana is the younger sister of Elise Starseeker, and she's going to be kind of leading us through the through the solo content, uh, the trial by Fellfire story mode, and then yeah, we you actually can get her as a playable hero portrait as part of this bundle. And anytime the uh, bundles are a dollar per pack, it's usually a pretty good deal to get those if you have the funds to do so and the fact that you get a hero portrait and a card back on top of that uh means that it's probably probably worth it if you're if you if you invest money uh into Mm -hmm. the game this is this is the the dollar per pack or better uh opportunities are are usually the ones you want to take advantage you know i never bought any of the hero portraits that were just hero portraits the ones i have came with the bundles like the ones i've bought came with bundles because it's like Mm -hmm. i don't really like i enjoy cadgar and medivh as much as the next person but i really never wanted to spend money just strictly for a hero portrait that doesn't mean much i'm i'm not the I'm not the guy who buys skins in other games. To to be fair, so I I have. Um, That's I think that you know for I think it's a little expensive to spend ten dollars for just a hero portrait and a card back. That to me felt felt a bit much. Um, but for like like Cadgar, when we got Cadgar as I got it as part of the iOS uh, offer. Uh, for what is it like World Health Day or something like that? A couple of years ago, when it was oh yeah, available exclusively through iOS mm-hmm. uh, for five bucks, five bucks to me felt worth it to to get a a character from the World of Warcraft that I liked uh, to be able to use that hero portrait in game. What felt worth it to me, and um, also being a bit of a completionist when it comes to things like this for whatever reason i i don't know why it matters to me but i do uh tend to jump at any opportunity to add another hero option that yeah that's that's fair i just actually completed my classic set the other day like i i crafted a few cards and i pulled my first duplicate legendary in a long while and uh in standard i got a so now i have a gold and non-gold maligos so I, I'm just like... It's a good one to get a duplicate of. Yeah, and it's like... At least playable, anyway. Yeah, that's true. So, maybe I should just hold on to it, um, because eventually, at one time, they'll go to... Maybe Maligos will go to the Hall of Fame, and that'll be oh, a full no. 1600 dust when I crack him. So... 
Uh, but yeah, no, I no judgment on that. If you like, if you like that kind of stuff, if that improves your experience in the game, more power to you. Like I'm just. I'm kind of economical where I like I will put money into the game but I'm not going to spend money if it doesn't involve me getting packs out of it. Sure. So. I almost wish they had the the ability to get a random hero because like somebody like uh like class like shaman mm-hmm. if you're playing shaman right now they have like four. Uh, yeah. You know, with Morgul, you got Thrall, you've got uh the Thunder King, you've got uh Ra- Rastakhan. Yeah. Um, so so you've got a bunch. And, like, I don't remember to go in and change the hero periodically. Yeah, that would and be like, a nice quality of life thing if you could just have random hero every time you go into a game like, as a class. Oh, sweet. I got Morgul. Now I get to, uh, you know, annoy somebody. Or or I got Sir Annoyo when I'm playing Paladin. And now I can just hello, hello on all the emotes and stuff. So. Yeah, Morgul's one I I don't have. I've never gotten off my butt to send myself an invite to the game and just create a new account to go play uh, for like five minutes to get it. I I enlisted my wife to, to help me get <laughs> to get Morgul, and um, yes, I definitely thank her for that. So yeah, the the only uh, hero portrait I've gone out of my way to get is. The artist from Knights of the Throne. Yes. That was when... Because I entered first started playing in Angoro, and then that came out, and then that solo adventure sucked me in. All my gold and dust went into making decks to try to beat this thing on a limited collection. (laughs) Took me forever, but it was worth it. I... I will never not use Arthas. (laughs) I would imagine not. It took me a while. I think I got it during Rastakhan's Rumble, because the pal- the Paladin was the hardest one for me, and apparently there's some glitch with the Lich King fight. If you drop KT while Frostmourne's out, something weird happens, and I don't I think, think I did that. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't attack or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, the minions will respawn. Yes, because of. Kelthas, or yeah, Kelthasad, Kelthas. Yes, not not KT <laughs> Sunstrider. You know, Kelthasad, uh, Kelthad. The yes. original Naxxramas, Naxxramas, exactly. baby. The Lich, good not, little throwback. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I. Naxxramas is on sale right now. It's it's entirely <laughs> wild cards and, and a solo adventure, but it is on sale. So. If you really wanted to get the original KT mm-hmm. and you haven't played that adventure, that's that's a pretty fun adventure. Yeah, there's yeah. I mean there's a lot of good cards in there. I well, there were good cards on at that point in time. I remember Death's Bite was a really, really nice mm-hmm. one. Um so there's I mean, and who could forget Sludge Belcher, Mad Scientist, like they're just some ridiculously haunted creeper was next yeah. Ramus. Those those are good cards for like tavern brawls, and even if you don't play wild, you you tend to get to be able to use wild cards in in tavern brawls mm-hmm. and things. So there is some benefit to having having those cards if you don't. Right, and I'm glad you brought that up uh, because you know we know that there we've seen the roadmap and we know there's a new game mode coming up. Yes. Um, 
we've heard them talk about how it's going to use some your of entire your collection. entire collection. Right. Mm-hmm. I really think that this new format is going to be block format. So they're going to choose, like they do in Arena, certain sets to throw into. Okay, this month you can play a certain ladder or so, some sort of like heroic tavern brawl-esque uh, of this constructed format that's completely new. All these cards have never been in a single pool before. Construct a way, go at it. Yeah. Um, so if you have the money and you haven't, you know, gotten these wild sets before, it's cool that they're allowing you to get a discounted price on something that's so old. Uh, for to kind of, I guess, prep this new game mode coming out would be my guess is what they're doing. This I'm assuming they're going to do this for more sets in the future leading up to it. Let me let me get my uh, just give me my legendaries back. I disenchanted from from back then. <laughs> Can I buy it again? Yeah, yeah. Because I I was not. I don't think I stopped disenchanting stuff until Ungoro. Um, like Ungoro, that set was the first one when it rotated to wild. I didn't disenchant anything from it. So from mm. that block on. I still have all my cards from those six sets that are still there. I have a complete standard. I know I have some here and there, but like I went through and I dusted most of my legendaries from like uh, one night at Karazhan, you know, like, you know, all the old stuff, but right. Eh, if it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it might not be for me. If that's the case, because I'm not going to read by it and standards, standards where I'm at. So, you know, I think that's cool, though, if that's what it is, where they start doing block sets. Um, I think that'd be very interesting. Mm-hmm. So it allows the uh, the deck builder something to do, you know. Mm-hmm. OK, so patch 17.4 goes live to start the Fellfire Festival. I will go ahead and link the Play Hearthstone article. It adds festival assets to the game client. Two important bug fixes. Fixed a bug on mobile where opponents' mana crystals would be displayed in the sidebar during their turn. And fixed a bug where Zephyrus the Great would not offer Wind Speaker in the case that where Wind Fury on an untargetable minion was highly valuable. So that's a pretty nifty fix. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the the mobile bug really sucked because you you could easily get confused as to how much mana. you Oh, had I did. Because oh yeah, there's plenty of times I did. Yeah, because you'd look. Where, yeah, especially uh, you go up against Druid and they're doing ramp things and suddenly you think you have more mana than you actually have. Uh, or even just like the one mana difference if if it's mm-hmm. you're, where where you're uh, a mana behind your opponent and, it, and it's just like it, it, it can be a bit annoying because you think you had six mana when you're kind of planning out your turn while your opponent's playing. And suddenly it you, it goes over to you and it's like I have five mana, okay, that's good. That's I've al- great. Um, I've al- I've also played the coin when I didn't need to. I'm like okay, well I I know I'm going into I I want to play six mana of cards and I have five mana, so I play the coin and then I realize I have seven mana now and I'm like <laughs> oh, no no. <laughs> 
Well, no. that sucks. But yeah, that's that's been a bug for a little while. I think it actually like happened during Descent of Dragons. Actually, uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't or almost or maybe even during. Might have been just during Galakron's Awakening, but it's been a few months. I think Galakron's Awakening sounds right. I don't remember at the beginning of Descent, so yeah, it's. I'm glad to see they finally yeah fixed. Okay, and yeah, it would seem weird to me that that we know that Wind Speaker is a card that can give an untargetable creature uh, Wind Fury, which a lot of times Wind Fury is a card that is used to get lethal and it was just uh it was not offering it i like that highly valuable uh so lethal than you mean <laughs> basically because that's yeah. usually what it is right so exactly especially since we've got like those uh the big evasive draconid and stuff that's the seven mana yeah exactly and it's like being able to do 14 damage of that thing because you have Wind Fury on it is seems like a, a reasonable reason to uh, to play Zephyrus. And then if you didn't get it, that'd be like, what the heck? I mean, the Fey Wings, the, the evasive Fey Wing, I think it is, the 5-4 four for 4. I mean, that'd be another yeah. good one to play it on, too, on turn 5. You yeah. play that in turn 4, and then Wind Speaker on turn 5, and then all of a sudden that's another 10 damage to their face. So, like, yeah. I just need Zephyrus to offer me uh, silence when there's a Terran Gorfiend on the board. <laughs> I saw I saw your tweet about that. You were imploring <laughs> that 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 particular death rattle uh, could be. You could smarten Zephyrus up enough to to understand what that death rattle is. Yeah, I think uh, I I apparently I'm giving Zeph way too much credit, but someone pointed out they're like. The best way to deal it is to, with it is to set up a shadow madness, which I could have done. I just that didn't occur to me. I was like, okay, if I go into it, I have one mana left. Earthshock, it kills it. It doesn't death rattle. Uh, boy, was I wrong when I saw Savannah High Main, <laughs> the five six for priest, and I don't remember what my third option was. I think it was the uh, I think it was the flame imp. And I'm like, wow. You wanted a you wanted a temple enforcer there. Right? <laughs> yeah, I the, the temple is. enforcer, like what would have been played on? Because my board was certainly clean, clean as can be by the time next turn came around. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I was like, so come what, on. So watch out for those evasives suddenly getting. Win win speaker so they can win fury you going forward. Yeah, there's always a lot to 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 keep in mind with with Zephyrus if you know your opponent's playing a Highlander deck. So it's just like, uh, yeah, and Zephyrus is still a skill testing card just because if you can obviously I did not set up Zephyrus correctly there, and I should have known that I would not have gotten their shock. So I failed my skill test in that that scenario. <laughs> you you didn't know what the perfect card was. was yes, the uh, problem. It's, I wish <laughs> I wish I could tell Zephyrus and like, come on, buddy, let's let's get their shot going, like always offer like just some of the times i don't get why silence isn't offered like okay here's zero mana 
and there's a buff minion on the border, there's something that would be obviously very nicely silenced. Like, I had another time today, I was playing Highlander Hunter, I'm like, I can get through and do like 15 damage to his face if you let me silence this, uh, the, the, the four Emerald Explorer. And it's like, how about a Savannah High Main or a Temple Enforcer? I'm like, no, bad Zephyrus, <laughs> silence, zero mana, silence. Like, I, I've been playing a, a little bit of wild because I got the 11x modifier, and I actually. Are, are we sure that Zeph doesn't offer anything but ooze? Because that is all I see Zeph offering. Or that's all that gets played against mm-hmm. me. Uh, yep. Granted, I'm playing Pirate Warrior, but uh, always Zeph into ooze. Acidic Swamp ooze. I mean, if they have so a... Nobody wants to run that card, but that that's what Zeph's for. I was going to say, if if you got a weapon equipped, he's going to offer it. If you got two mana, you got a weapon equipped. Unless you have five mana, then you might get some Harrison action going up in there. But uh, usually it's going to be acidic swamp ooze. And yeah, it's uh, it's it's way better of a tempo play than I ever thought it would be. It's very good. Uh, it's funny you all bring that up because uh, I was going through Twitter last night and I forgot who the player was, but to post a screenshot saying, hey, Celestalon, I heard you're the person to complain about Zephyrus to. Uh, and then threw up the screenshot of his Demon Hunter opponent had a three charges on Warglaves, played Zephyrus with two mana left, did not give, uh, did not offer ooze. Did not get ooze? Offered Harrison oh Jones God. for the following turn. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's but, another uh, that that's ooze. another one that busts me up is just like I'm like I have five mana left here or it's like I'm gonna play Zephyrus and when I get done playing Zephyrus I will have five mana left. Um, I'm at like <laughs> eight life. Uh, I have two cards in my hand. I need a heal. Here's lay of hands. I'm like, yeah. that's the wrong eight mana. The eight healing card right now. Like, this does not keep me alive when I'm literally dead on board. I don't think I was dead on board, but it's just like, it's against Demon Hunter, so... Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like, he needs two damage plus what's on board to kill me. Like, like, it's not a a huge ask. And it's just, it was, yeah, kind of frustrating, but... It's it's a really well and cool design card as far as cards go, but it's just, it's a card that's always going to have problems no matter what. Yes, I still honestly, in my in my humble opinion, um, I know I've said this before, and I I will continue to die on this hill. <laughs> Those effects should be checked at the beginning of the game, so that you cannot a you if you built a Highlander deck, you cannot turn off those effects, and if you did not build a Highlander deck, and you pull Dragon Queen Alexstrasza. You cannot get those effects. Like, just take take Dragon Queen Alexstrasza out of the Draconic Lackey pool. That's that solves that one. Um, Zephyrus only works if it happens at the beginning of the game. If your deck consider consists of individual cards at the beginning of the game, you can't turn off Zephyrus. That's I mean, like I feel like they should be uh, Genin Baku. 
Like, so literally, like, just check. If your deck contains no duplicates at the beginning of the game, if your deck continues no duplicates, battle cry. Battle cry. Like, so, like... Yeah, I, I think that's a good way of going about it in the future. Hopefully they do something yeah. like that to address that. But, yeah, it definitely a, a start of game of addition on the text would be nice, yeah. Oh, I yeah. totally think it's fair that the warlock gets to do that because they've managed to play, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the eleven <laughs> of their two ofs. So then they, between plot twisting and what, and just you know, natural card draw and life tapping, so that then they get use the dragon queen and the Zephyrus. Yeah, or uh, or any deck, or any deck that goes long rogue, even if it's not a Highlander deck. Guess what? I pulled a dra- Dragon Queen Alexstrasza off of uh, a Draconic Lackey, and I just wait until the end of the game, and then I play it, and then you've already used everything you had to remove it, and suddenly this card that shouldn't work for me works for me. But, like, right. that's just that's a something that I am critical about in my own mind, but I'm not, like... I, I just I feel like that's how it should work, but it's not that's just a personal preference. Um but it's not a like a like I don't think it's busted the way it is. That's just like if I had my way, that's how it'd work. I just wanna be clear on that. I am not complaining about how it works other than I would like to see it work a different way. Cause like I just feel like you took the handicap and a, a warrior can swing his wrench caliber twice and turn off all your cards. Like, that seems, yeah, I, I mean, but that's how they designed it. So, you know what? <laughs> I'm just, I'm being positive. There's no salt here. In, in all honesty, I'm not, I'm not upset or salty. I just feel like, to me, that's how that would make sense if that worked. So, mm-hmm. anyways, um, let me try and get back on track here. Fino showcase, uh, showcase, a uh, show match is returned with, uh, token spell druid versus quest Malagos warlock. Uh, and that video will be linked. RDU plays the druid, bloody face plays, bloody face plays the warlock, and druid took the game series eight to three. So that, are we, are we surprised by those results? What's that? Are we surprised by those results? Uh, Druid, uh, not entirely. Um, I mean, I figure that's probably pretty close because if you can get something to stick on the board, then the, then the Druid, if you get ramp and you get something that sticks on the board and eventually you probably can as the, uh, as the Druid, like a, questing um or excuse me a, a soul of the force board is probably gonna stick unless you get very good removal like if you need a twisting nether and a crazed nether wing to clear that board so it makes sense to me that it's just basically like you hold your resources you put out enough of a threat and then when you get a board to stick you just you end the game. And then with the dragons coming out of Alex Straza, I feel like, yeah, it's, it's definitely the more favored in the, in the two, because it literally needs one turn. It doesn't have to chip away. It literally, if one board sticks, you're probably dead. So my counterpoint to this is that, um, 
personally, through playing this matchup, I think it comes down to whether or not the Druid has ramp. Mm -hmm. If the Druid does not have ramp and it's a fair game, overgrowth needs to be changed. But if it's a fair game, (laughs) then um, I do think the Warlock is in a very good spot. Um, They have uh, clears like we were talking about Soul of Force, which is tough to clear for most classes. Um, Not so much for the Warlock. Uh, They have Artificer plus the Rain of Fire, which is a clear for that after a crazed netherwing um which sets up tons of pressure uh they're able to put down a good amount of pressure um and chip you down and eventually combo you out they don't really need to do a full combo uh so they have i did wait let me me just interject here you just said a fair game with quest warlock are we are we speaking do i not understand the meaning of fair (laughs) Because well, they're not going to high roll you in this matchup, right? <laughs> Surely. Uh, but uh, no, I, from what I heard though, for the show match, uh, uh, RDU did hit the ramp and went six zero in matches he hit the early ramp. Mm-hmm. So, Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, is it w- was it the dragon package? It was not. It was the the standard no. list that I would suggest people play for ladder. Mm-hmm. So it double savage roar, single soul of the forest. Uh, only minions are two mount sellers and a Ysera. Yeah, uh, was was already used list and and the bloody face list was pretty standard as well. I mean, it's. I just uh, I, yeah I just feel yeah if you don't hit that early ramp against you know it's it becomes much harder. But still, I mean the druid has the mount seller boards. It has both glowfly swarm boards. It has. It's got their new legendary Zixor Prime, usually. Right, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's... It's an extra board, usually. Yeah, that one usually comes in once or twice. Whew. Uh, talk about getting heated real quick. Whew. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, let's move on to our main topic. We're going to have a bit of a shorter one here, but we wanted to take a look at how good is rogue right now in the meta and it turns out that it's rogue's not doing so hot these days after um another one five has been nerfed down to a one four uh shadow jeweler hanar um might have been a little bit too much to handle as a one four for two (laughs) and um And then Blackjack Stunner, obviously, um, getting down from one to t- or from redu- or increasing the cost of the minion from two. So it, what used to cost two more, now it costs one more. I'm getting confused mm-hmm. as to what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> which, I mean, I feel like feels a lot better because it, it does... Um, because I just always felt like it shouldn't have had the same ability as like uh, freezing trap, because freezing trap, you the player who is attacking against it has to trigger it, so you can always hold off on it until you you can set up a favorable, if at all possible, something favorable against the frost trap. Whereas the blackjack stunner, you have no input in that. <laughs> 
So, like, I feel like making it cost one more is fair because it's one more card than Sap. You have to have a secret and a Blackjack Stunner. It costs one more than Sap, so it, you know, increases the cost. It's better than Sap in that regard. Right. I, I definitely think the Stunner is the biggest of the two impacts. Mm-hmm. Um, the the cost one more to two or vice versa it is i mean it's a huge impact it changes the matchups completely i think as far as um early tempo against demon hunter and highlander hunter they can you can't just one mana bounce their alex strauss and not have to worry oh about yeah exactly exactly yeah, one one mana destroy Dragon Queen Alexstrasza, essentially make her unplayable. Mm-hmm. Any of the, like, the only dragons you can do that to, the only cards you can do that to are 10 cost cards now. So, Caligos? Right, which no one plays. Yeah, Cal- so. yeah Caligos being pretty much the only, the only one. Yeah. yeah, 10 mana card that regularly sees play. Yeah. Uh, used to be able to use stunner on like say a taunt and you'd know that not only that they couldn't play it immediately the next turn so you could set up two turn lethals around the taunt that you just blackjack stunnered out of the way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now they can immediately usually play it on the very next turn and um, right exactly so that, it, that... that's what made it like a huge tempo play against the demon hunters is that they could make it super awkward for them to make uh you know blackjack stunner their satyr or something they couldn't clear it somehow um and a five mana card for that effect is practically unplayable um Mm. whereas you know four mana it's an okay turn you know you can just hero power it's a five mana turn gives you decent stats uh it keeps that value if you need it for the matchup um but um i don't think shadow jeweler hanar made that big of an impact i mean one mm-hmm. fives are really good, so one four it's it's still good, but um it does what it does and it does it well. Um Yeah, it's it's not so much the Shadow Jewel or Hanar that's less appealing, it's the um blackjack stunners that are so then therefore you're probably less interested in running secrets, so therefore Shadow Jewel or Hanar takes takes a a back seat so but if you want to run secrets in rogue you're gonna run hanar so i've i've seen hanar get played on two since the nerf and every single time i've seen it played on two it gets killed so that used to be a play you could do because doing five damage to kill that was ended up being pretty difficult in a lot of cases and for four damage while it doesn't seem like it should be that much of a difference it does make a huge difference yeah exactly like take rogue for example hey i can eviscerate that or i can backstab si7 there's a lot more ways to hit four damage a lot easier on turn two to three right so makes complete sense to me so so both of the the both of the main builds are you're going to be looking at either the stealth package or the secret build. Um, both are what on on Vicious Syndicate have him ranked in what tier three, tier, tier three, three, yeah, yeah, that's um not the greatest. 
No, it's not. Um, the reason being is that uh, most of the builds we're seeing now um, for both builds uh, is that they barely lose to Tempo Demon Hunter, Highlander Hunter, uh, and Warrior. So if you're losing all those matchups just barely, you're not going to climb unless you have a multiplier. <laughs> so, you know, it's... Uh, it's not really good for ladder, which is why it's tier three. Um, overall, though, as a class, uh, a lot of people are bringing it as their fourth deck in the tournament scene because it does have a good enough spread to where it's not going to get straight up sniped by or targeted by anything. Um, it's it's less than a fifty, like right around fifty percent. You're probably willing to take that coin flip as opposed mm -hmm. to like getting something that it's a sixty forty or forty sixty. You know what I mean on your right. at your end. So you'd rather take something that's like forty nine percent chance for victory than a thirty nine percent. And you and build exactly. Yeah, and there's high roll potential because you've got the Galakrond, you've got the the Tog, you've got so you've got the the card draw that and the free cards that can come from that. You've got the lackeys that can get you can get you additional damage or can give you additional value and that sort of thing as well. And so then it's just you know, did, how how does this game match up? And yeah, the the games that I saw this weekend during Grandmasters, it was. It was skin of the teeth if you were playing rogue and trying to win games. Yeah, and it definitely felt like a coin flip sort of situation in a lot of cases. Yeah, I'm noticing. I was noticing the grandmasters. The fourth deck seemed to be a lot of the problem for a lot of players. So, um, so let's look at uh, why rogue's in the spot that it's good that it's in right now. So let's take a good as look. It's good matchups. We got Pure Paladin and Highlander Shaman. Yeah, now ask there's yourself. A few, there's a few other ones that they're slightly, you know, slight favorites against. There are a couple priest matchups, according to Vicious Syndicate, though, Deliver, you were saying you felt felt almost favored in the, in the as priest, priest matchup yeah. against Rogue. It's, yeah. it's, not like, uh, it's not like you're playing Rez. Uh, you're playing Galakron, which is a super value. You can actually outvalue the infinite hero power of the uh, Galakron for the rogue. So uh, they have to hit a ton of draconic lackeys to be able to win that matchup, in my opinion. So they have to really high roll that, and they have to know how to play the matchup. Like if they just try to aggro you down or try to outvalue in the wrong way, they're just going to lose. Um, so most people don't know how to play the matchup, will lose to Galakron Priest. Um, but, I mean... The stats show that it's favored for the rogue, but in my personal opinion, I do think the priest is favored in that matchup. Um, another one, though, that we've seen Quest Warlock pop up quite a bit. Um, it is see, it's a little over fifty percent against Quest Warlock, which is why I think people are starting to bring it in tournaments as well because that deck is starting to see more play. A lot more people are realizing it as a deck and getting more comfortable with it. I think it's dropped off a little bit, but um, it's still a good viable deck. I feel like to be good against the Quest Warlock and what I've well, what I saw with Grand Masters, you kind of have to be very good with the Rogue to have that that 
edge in that matchup and you have to be able to effectively know when to stop presenting threats so you don't get blown up on board. Like, you have to be able to constantly develop threats um, and the right amount of threats with the right amount of reload. Otherwise, it's like, okay, I cleared your board. What's next? Okay, I cleared that too. What's next? You're dead. So, like, it's just, yeah, it seems like a very skill-intensive matchup if the Rogue is going to, you know, walk away with it. So, mm-hmm. but getting I mean, back, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, on the plus side, I was just going to say, on the plus side, uh, it, it beats Shaman, but so does yeah. everything else. So. I was going to say. Because <laughs> everybody's playing Shaman in standard right now. I assume yeah. me falling asleep on the keyboard uh, be beat shaman right now <laughs> it's, i'd take that coin flip <laughs> yeah you probably would <laughs> so and pure paladin i mean okay it's right. you know pure paladin sure you you might see it every now and then but it it certainly is a deck so um so let's look at the bad matchups for rogue aggro demon hunter just, just let's think about how many. If, if, have you seen any aggro demon hunters on the ladder lately? I'm uh, not I sure. Think we played a little bit last Friday, you know, as like yeah. an off meta stream kind of thing. Um, we went uh, eight and one, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah it was a lot. Several, it a lot of shamans, right? So, a lot of shamans. Several of those wins were against Rogue, actually. Right. So yeah. So when you're really bad against the best deck in the meta one of the best decks in the meta um i don't like your chances <laughs> right and, so, and it's tough because you know rogue has been on top of this meta for so long even before i mean before demon hunter it was always rogue you always brought rogue no questions asked right mm-hmm. now it's a question of well is it good enough and the fact that we have to ask if a deck that can draw four cards for zero mana and get a 5-2 weapon for seven mana is good, um, you know, the power level of this meta right now is insane, and it's only going to get worse. <laughs> so it's it's going to be interesting, I think, what we're going to see throughout the year, because we also got to think of that these Highlander decks are going to get more access to a lot better things. Um like, how good is Highlander Hunter going to be? How good is Highlander Mage going to be towards the end of this expansion? That's a very good question. So, the slightly unfavored matchups it has is Enrage and Control Warrior. Now, I haven't seen a warrior in the past five minutes, so, you know, I don't know <laughs> right. how far that's going to take you. Uh, Spell and Token Druid and Highlander Hunter. So, literally... Um, basically everything that I've seen on the ladder today. So, um, with few exceptions, like, damn, that's not even close at this point in time. Like, right. Um, yeah, I'm just looking at my stat tracker here real quick and war, uh, let's, let's run through my last couple games. Hunter, warrior, druid, rogue. Warlock, Warrior, Demon Hunter, Demon Hunter, Demon Hunter, Druid. 
Oh, there's a Rotation shaman in there. Four classes, yeah. Exactly, yeah. The four classes that are rotating in and out are the ones the rogue is unfavored against. So right. that's which is why it's tier three, which is unfortunate. I mean, if you really if you like rogue, it's super unfortunate that you're having to play these slightly unfavored matchups every time you want to play this deck. I mean, you could so, still win it too. I mean, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, mage. I, I was gonna say I think Vicious Syndicate did a really good job last week talking about talking about the rogue's problem right now. And it says it says performing well against Demon Hunter and Hunter requires a specific set of tech cards. Mm-hmm. Performing better against Warrior requires other cards. Druid mm-hmm. is now in there and they require their own set of adjustments. And so when you're trying to refine a rogue deck, you end up wanting to play like 36 cards, given what's popular in the meta right now. The end result is that rogue doesn't perform well as it can in all of these matchups, meaning that it fails to consistently beat any of the top meta decks. So you just, there's, there's tech card answers for each one of these matchups. The problem is, is it's different tech cards for each one of these matchups. You can't run them all. So. Yeah, if you're teching towards one, you're probably going to lose hard to the other two. And it's really interesting because, you know, um, this set was probably being designed at the height that we were getting the specialist format. So if they were playtesting that format a little bit here and there, you got to think, I mean, how good would a rogue been in that environment? Um, It's interesting that, uh, you know, we see decks like this where, like, Demon Hunter, I don't know... I mean, it's a one-trick pony, right? I don't know how good Demon Hunter could be in that kind of area. I think it'd still be good, but uh, I'm I'm not I'm not saying bring back specialists. Don't hear what I'm not saying, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's no. inter- it's something to think about, you know. I was gonna say we're gonna have to talk about your future with the show if you want to bring back <laughs> specialists. <laughs> <laughs> I am kidding, of course, but uh-huh. I, I just, obviously I I think uh, I, it's I I need to say that just so everyone's on the same page. Even though I don't think <laughs> Deliver would think I was being serious, but just want to make sure I don't throw that around loosely. <laughs> no, you're good. You, as you mentioned though before, did anyone necessarily think that we would be sitting here during the first expansion after after rotation last year? Given how powerful Rogue was, and given how powerful the Galakron Rogue was specifically during the uh, Descent of Dragons, did anyone think that they would be a tier? You know, they'd be, they'd have tier three decks. Uh, I, I certainly did not, and this is this is really kind of surprising to me because it didn't look like they were losing much of anything because we were talking about how this was going to be. They were going to be the big, the big bad villain because they didn't really lose anything from their deck. They lost Ziliax, right? Mm-hmm. They lost Snip Snap. Those were the cards in Galakron Rogue that that uh, that Rogue lost, and so you know they were gonna they were gonna dominate the meta because everybody knew how to play the deck. Everybody knew you know what it was capable of. Everybody knew the high roll potential. I, I'm just I, I'm actually quite surprised by this. Yeah. yeah my- my teammate said that my uh, Lee, he was talking about uh, Rogue right now, and that uh, if they still had Ziliax and Snip Snap, this deck would be unquestionable tier one. It would be untouched. 
but the fact that it lost that you know i mean they need that to be able to be that sustained to be viable and they just don't i mean they can be chipped down like mages can and they're not known for their good taunts they have the four or five and that's it whatever they get from titanic yeah and i think i think the blackjack stunner going back up to two from making minions cost two to one more has a lot to do with it too because i feel like the blackjack stunner could keep them pretty competitive but now they can't just blindly like throw that out anymore and hope that that pulls them through like they could a little bit before i and i don't mean to say that it's an easy play to make but it's a lot it's a lot weaker of a play now like you said earlier Mm -hmm. so yes Um, as far as builds the deck uh stealth versus secret uh which ones do you two prefer I have not played a lot of Rogue recently. I was playing Highlander Rogue last month. Okay. Um, and I guess if I had to pick, I would probably go with Stealth now, just because um, the Greyheart Sage can help you draw a bunch of your resources without having to rely on your opponent playing a spell. Um, and that uh, the Spy Mistress gives you a lot of uh, early game potential and the ability to fight against early onslaught and aggression. It handles any demon hunter minion basically, and it handles the dwarven sharpshooter. So I feel like it is uh, a pretty ideal turn one play as a rogue that will kind of start to su- set you up for success for the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. I play, yeah, I played some secret uh, rogue before the nerfs and and i actually liked the deck quite a bit uh it just since the nerfs i i just i don't i don't know it just doesn't i i have not played uh really either of the decks that much uh i think i would agree with daring that i think the the stealth package now has some more interest to me because it, it like i think finding the I think Greyheart Sage is, is a, a, a fantastic card. And, and finding the number of stealth minions you want to have in your deck in order to make sure that you get good value out of that, I think is... I, I think the cards, I guess, for the stealth package are better right now than now the secret uh, package cards are. Because the you just... It doesn't feel like bamboozle gets that giant minion that you're hoping to get because they know not to hit into a minion unless they absolutely have to and it seems like uh it seems like the secrets are too easy to play around dirty tricks doesn't always proc even if they have the coin it doesn't always proc right away and uh while ambush is really good a lot of times you can set up a turn that allows you to then take care of that two three poisonous minion and so it just doesn't feel quite as effective. So I would rather play some stealth minions, play the Greyheart Sage, uh, you know, fly through my deck to find my invokes, and then get Galakron online and and start uh, hopefully figuring out a way to finish the game. Mm-hmm. Um, good points. Uh, personally, uh, the list that I've been playing is the um, the questing adventure list. 
Oh, I yeah. I don't know if you all have seen that floating around. Yeah, I've played against it a few times. The questing adventure mm-hmm. can be surprisingly good. Yeah, um, you know, it's uh, it's really tough for demon hunters to kill if you get, you know, a 6-6 six, six questing out there. They're going to have to hit into it twice with the Warglaves, or they're going to have to invest a lot of damage into it that they would otherwise go face. Um, but uh, it does run... The Spire Mistress, because I think every rogue should be running Spire Mistress right yeah, now. Yeah, for sure. It makes, um, against Demon Hunters, it makes their play super, super awkward. And that, you know, when I'm playing the matchup as Demon Hunter, I'm thinking, well, shoot, I just have to throw out this a Battle Fiend or something to just get that kill. That way I can continue developing because it's just going to sit there until it dies. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you can find ways to actually have the spider mistress on the board and then still take care of the threat so that the spider mistress stays cloaked you do mm-hmm. not uncloak that thing right unless you're killing a minion with it and the longer you can keep that that spider mistress cloaked the more difficult for the demon hunter because they know eventually they're you're going to use it and eventually you know you have to keep trying to play around it and and it just gets more and more difficult. Yeah, the only way it gets removed is by altruist, right? Or some random yeah. generated effect through Volpira Scoundrel. Um, but, you know, it doesn't run Bamboozle, but, you know, it runs the other two secrets. Uh, I-, I think it's a really good list. Um, it's uh, The stats show it's a coin flip with Demon Hunter right now, which is probably the best you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot better than, like, thirty, like 40%. So. Right. So, okay. It seems like like if there was, and, and this speaks to the Ziliacs comment that you made earlier. They the Demon Hunter has a Ziliacs heal in the I Beam mm-hmm. that Rogue doesn't have. Yeah, and it's like how how big a difference would I Beam be in Rogue right now? Like Rogue would be doing rogue things that it's been doing for the last year if they had like an i-beam type spell or the ability to get just three health uh via a minion or something and so it'll be interesting to see it if at some point during the year healing is not their strong suit but is there a neutral minion maybe that is good enough that has some healing in it that that you would want to play as rogue that would allow you to then Mm -hmm. that for for a deck like that to just kind of secure its footing i guess i do think it has to be some sort of tempo positive um healing uh you know you that's what zilliax that's what i-beam is um we have healing cards that are neutral but we'll never see play in rogue so uh, (laughs) i i really hope they put some sort of interesting heal slash taunt mechanic something different you know um i don't i'm not sad to see zilliax go but uh because those swings are just insane sometimes it just feels bad uh but i would like to see some sort of healing come back or you know bring back tar creeper i'd be fine with that too <laughs> there you go that would no that would no. help i would not like that <laughs> no tar creeper I have Tar Creeper, a picture of Tar Creeper on my wall. That's how much I like Tar Creeper. Perfect. So, uh, that's as a that is a fantastic card. Yes, 
Yes, it is. Okay, guys. So uh, we are rapidly approaching the one-hour mark, it looks like. So um, why don't we go ahead and wrap up this week's episode with a poll question? All right. The poll question for this week is Rogue Focus, since we were talking about Rogue. Uh, what changes would you like to see in Rogue during the remainder of the year of the Phoenix? Do you want to see improvements to the stealth package? Improvements to the secret package? Do you want to see improvements to the aggro package uh, for Rogue? Or do you want to see a decrease in Rogue's power level? So let us know what you think. How do you want to see... Uh, rogue during the rest of, of this uh, year and uh, vote and we will talk about the results on next week's show speaking of the show you can reach out to the show on twitter at dr3hs come join us in our discord uh, by going to our dr3hs twitter and seeing the top pin tweet which links us to your our discord then you can email the show at dr3hs at gmail.com and you can find me at Daring Alkaline. Uh, Mage? You can find me in our Discord. You can find me on Twitter at MageDeath. And then Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you can find me at Twi- on Twitch at twitch.tv slash MageDeath. And Deliver, take us home. Uh, you can find me at on Twitter at uh, Deliver underscore HS. And, uh, you know, I know uh, it's weird times right now um a lot of emotions flying around um feel free to dm me or any of us you know we'll be happy to talk um you know it's uh it's tough time but you know people are out to listen and uh we're ears so hit us up and i'm sure we'll be more than happy to uh talk you can also hit me up if you want to talk about marvel legends too um, because as my co-host can see behind me, I have a wall of Marvel Legends. So, and true, I st- true story. And I still have more that I need. I need more wall space. Is basically what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> so one more thing. Deliver mentioned it during during the uh, main topic, but last Friday you guys came on the stream and we co-opt. Playing demon aggro demon hunter, we we did really well eight and one. I looked, we went four and zero oh against rogue actually. <laughs> and uh, if you'd like to see that, there's a vod of, of it. And uh, if you want to get some pointers on on demon hunter, we played uh, bloody faces demon hunter list from grandmasters, and uh, it worked pretty well. So there was some very interesting games in there. So I would highly recommend it if. If you're interested in, in some Demon Hunter play, yeah, there was some pretty close calls, and um, yeah, I think uh, that that came from more so deliver than myself. Um, so uh, I was happy to be there and happy to give my insight, but yeah, uh, deliver is definitely the class expert for the show right now. So, <laughs> well, thanks. All right, guys. Well, thanks again for tuning in. Um, And as always, you've been listening to Dr. Three.